0: Welcome to another Quantum Conversation brought to you by AcousticHealth.com. I'm Loren Gailey and I invite you to sit back as we enter the Quantum Realm, that space of the greater part of you. It is your connection to infinite possibilities, infinite potential and infinite mastery. Get ready to be activated to higher levels of consciousness in this episode. We have our speaker who is bringing forth a technique she developed called vocal alchemy using the language of lights and harmonics. And today we are going to experience ascension light codes. Marianne Savino is with us today. She is a very special person, an empathic channel, a sonic alchemist, a starseed, and a temple dancer who brings forth sacred dance transmissions of Shekinah Shakti Rhythms. Marianne Savino, thank you, thank you, thank you, and welcome to Quantum Conversations.
1: Hi everyone, thank you so much, Loren, for having me on. I'm very, very excited to be here. I'm so blessed. I'm so thankful.
0: Yes, we're going to have you share a little bit about the beautiful synchronicity of where you are I know right now everyone can feel such a fine beautiful vibration you are broadcasting with us from Sedona and you have certainly been activated in the past few hours and few days so tell us about your experience there in Sedona
1: oh I'm so happy to do that Um, I've been here for a few days now and um, originally when we had talked about me coming on the show I was supposed to be in New York and it just turned out that I had an opportunity to come here and there are no mistakes of course the timing couldn't be any better Um, I'm a very sensitive empath I pick up and feel energies from you know globally from people from everything and uh, the activations that I've been experiencing the past few days and even the past few hours, as you said, have been I don't even know how to put it into words, so profound that I feel that they are ancient frequencies, and at the same time, they've not come through this body as Marianne before they've come through my soul. I know there's a deep connection there, but something. Magical and renewing is coming through me. And what I felt as I was being activated and still continue to activate is that this is to help assist humanity to return to love. The frequency is the purest love. And I'll give you an example. Yesterday I went to one of the vortexes, which was Bell Rock, and, uh, I felt a very deep connection to the Mother Earth when I stepped onto that land. And that's not unusual for me, as I always do my best to connect with Mother Earth on a daily basis. But this was something that, as I said, I don't recall feeling before. And all I kept hearing was, it's all in your heart. It's all in your heart. So when I, I, I didn't get to hike all the way up to the top. It was getting very late. But I hiked up to one area on the plateau there. And when I looked out at the terrain, my arms started to move. I started to connect with the frequencies and I started to draw them in because I've studied temple dances from different cultures over the years. And I felt a new dance coming through me. And it was a dance of the earth, of the mother,
2: of the womb.
1: And I felt the rebirth. Oh, okay, this is a rebirth. This is taking in all the beauty that's before me, but that the beauty that is before me is the beauty that is within. And so my hands began to move, and I began to come down into the Mother Earth, and I began to come back up. And within that, the frequencies of the harmonics and the sounds and the languages, I felt the grandmothers and grandfathers and the ancient ancestors of this land, along with the star frequencies, all coming in from the cosmic force deep down into the roots of the earth. And as I connected deep down into the roots of the earth, I felt a spreading as if, oh, this is not just anchoring straight down. This is an anchoring that's spreading out. like in, It's almost like coming into this encapsulation of being protected, of feeling safe, of feeling, yes, you can surrender. You can let go and be held. That's what Bell Rock did for me. And what I got, I'm getting chills. I'm shaking from this because I've been shaking since yesterday every time I tap into that frequency was that this frequency is coming in and transmitting into me so that when I go in and do my work with others who who are in need of my assistance to help assist with maybe their ascension journey perhaps or whatever it may be, that I can help take this frequency and transmit it to others so they can tap into their own beauty and their own wisdom and their own, you know, unconditional love. And, And that's what I felt has been happening to me since I've been here.
0: Well, it is very magical and synchronistic, and I love that story. And it is so beautiful that you're going to share these frequencies with us today through your vocal alchemy. So as we get there, I know that's such a beautiful uh, activation for everyone listening, but your personal story Uh, That has been a roadmap for you. That in itself is remarkable. And here it uh, begins with tragedy. So the tragedy when you were a child, tell us about that. You were a very young child, and this tragedy came back later in your life.
1: Yes, yes. Um, I will start with the original, what I call the original wound imprint. Mhm, um, it was two months before my second birthday. I was just a toddler, and um my beloved father was killed he was murdered, and that certainly left a very painful, challenging imprint on my entire family. Mm-hmm. um, it's really changed us forever, and even though... You know, we all have to go on living our lives because, you I, I know, obviously I'm still here. I was meant to stay here and be here to live through this. Over the years of trying so many healing modalities and not to say that they were not helpful, I realized that, well, why would I go through something like this? Why would I choose this? Because on a higher level, I feel it was chosen by my higher self for soul's growth. That's what I believe tragedy is. Tragedy and trauma of any kind, no matter what it is, is an opportunity for soul's growth. And um, it's really taken me on a powerful quest, like, well, what's the purpose of this? What's, what, what do I do about this? You know, what, what am I going to do with this now? I'm walking around with these wounds and I do all these healing techniques and why am I still so unhappy? And then it hit me, it was like, wow, I mean, really, like, boom. Well, maybe it's not about trying to heal the wound in a way that you'll never have to feel this pain again, but rather, how about accepting you, accepting what happened, and loving yourself In such a way that's infinite, that there's no bound to the love that you can give to yourself and others. Because even though there's a terrible pain there, and that never truly goes away, at least it hasn't for me. I can't speak for other people, and I never will, because this, again, is my own direct experience. This is my ascension. This is what I chose. And what it taught me is, yeah, there was a tragedy here. But there's gold in this. There's there's alchemy. There's a gift in here. What's the gift? Okay. The gift is accept yourself. Love yourself. You don't have to like what happened. I'm not trying to like what happened. I'm not even going to go there. But I'm going to accept who I am. I'm going to accept the part of me that I denied because I had to survive and I cut that part of myself off so long ago because I was so young, I did not understand, I didn't know how to cope with such a loss. And later on in life, I'll jump ahead. At the age my father was when he was killed, he was 39 years of age, at that age of myself here now in this life. I was diagnosed with cancer. I was given a cancer diagnosis at the age of 39. And I thought, wow. And and before that, just a little bit before that, I had been feeling very strange. Like I felt, I remember saying to a friend of mine, I feel like I'm going to die I feel like I'm dying. And she goes, what do you mean? You're suicidal? I said, no, no. She goes, well, I don't know what you mean. I said, I don't either. I don't know what I'm talking about, but I feel like I'm going to die. And, of course, at that time, I didn't realize what was happening to me. It was, it was the death of my ego, the death of the old. Mm-hmm. And... It was very powerful because when I got the diagnosis, I thought, wow, oh, my gosh, I really am going to die. Here it is. I wasn't imagining this. And that night, that first night after having been given the diagnosis was the darkest night of my life. It was the darkest void that I had to sit with. And it was not easy. I shook the whole night long and was staying at, at the time was with my family who, it's not always easy for me to be around my family, but um, mm-hmm. I couldn't tell my mother that her baby girl is, you know, now diagnosed with cancer, so I had to wait. So that was part of the trauma of having to hold off until I got more information from my doctor and talk to my siblings, and um, I have to say now, it's going to be 13 years in in April, uh, you know, I'm past all that, it has been the biggest challenge and the biggest gift, because if I hadn't experienced that, I wouldn't be here doing what I do. And only through our trauma and tragedy and pain and suffering, and that doesn't mean we have to wallow in it and get trapped in the story of it and not have joy, because that's the other side of this. Well, what's underneath the tragedy and trauma? Oh, my God. Goddess. it's, It's the joy. It's the love. It's the play. It's the fun. It's all that incredible, magical, you know, Good stuff that we're you know waiting for that was like, well, where is it? You know well, okay, in the dark is the light, but you can't know either one without the other if that makes any sense,
3: mhm,
0: well, this was amazing because here you went through this uh you know it was the same age that your dad was when he was murdered. And that really made you go deep within. This was a level of your own ascension because you literally had to get that out of your body. And there's another aspect that I find very interesting here. You spoke about uh, Hawaiian body mapping. So share Mm -hmm. that element because that's fascinating too.
1: Yes, it is. There's no mistakes how we find ourselves on the path. It's just incredible. Um, That was, for me, the catalyst for my deepest healing. Uh, The Hawaiian people are such a beautiful people of of love, of unconditional love, of what they call aloha. Uh, It's a place that is so magical and sacred to me. When I visit Hawaii, I feel like I'm home. Mm Mm-hmm. I began – I'm going to back up just a little bit just because it makes more sense to what I'm going to talk about. In 1987, at the time of the Harmonic Convergence, I kind of feel that that's when my ascension began. And I think a lot of people see that as being like the first waivers who chose to go early, even though we didn't – some of us didn't know what was happening to us at the time – I just thought I was going crazy and I I couldn't make sense of it. And every time you try to make sense of these things with the mind, you can't, so you have to get out of the mind and come down into the body. And ascension for me is not about ascending out of the body, it's about coming back and descending down into the body, bring your light back in, wake up that light that's already there. Bring it in, ground yourself in, spread those roots out, and open your heart in that state of being. So Hawaiian body mapping through a dance that I studied called kalele, which means the flight, it was designed by Hawaiian shaman thousands of years ago to enter other dimensions and frequencies to to go to places that you could never imagine you would ever be able to enter. And this dance of breath and movement of sacred mother and, you know, God Father energy brings you back to everything in the universe. I studied this mapping system and when I was diagnosed and I looked at the location I immediately emailed my teacher and my kumu. I said, Harriet, please, what's happening to me? She goes, oh, my goodness. She goes, okay, it's going to be okay. You're, You're going to be okay. I know you're going to be okay. Of course, I didn't feel that way. But she was explaining it to me and said, obviously, this is an old wound that did not get resolved. So it's been waiting for you to pay attention and that was a big piece of the puzzle for my healing. Go to the shadow. We push the shadow away. We push the darkness away in fear of, oh, my God, dark is bad. Shadow is bad. No, no, no. Shadow helps us find our light. If you ever want to find your light, the fastest way to come to the love and light of who you are, is to welcome in your shadow and give that shadow the love that it's been waiting for. It's been, like, tugging at your sleeve. Please, please pay attention to me. And I have a dear friend who helped me through this because she lived the shadow through bipolar disorder and cured herself of it through loving her shadow. And she taught me, when you love your shadow, that's when you feel the healing and you experience the healing in a greater way. And it doesn't matter if you don't heal it 150%, that's not the point. Maybe the healing, I say this, is just in acknowledging it and saying, well, if I embrace the part of me that I cut off in order to survive, what will happen? So when I started to embrace all of those pieces, that I pushed away and shoved away the shadow, like get away, go away, leave me alone. I don't want, you know, this is not, this doesn't feel good. As soon as you take those pieces back in and and the wholeness is already inside of us. We're not separate. We're not disconnected. It's just an illusion of feeling that way because we haven't embraced our shadow. When you come home and say to your shadow, I love you. I'm so sorry for not paying attention to you, but I'm right here with you and I'm never leaving you. And little Marianne, who endured that terrible trauma, was in fear for her life when she got that cancer diagnosis. The big Marianne was freaking out, and she was so, little Marianne was so scared that she's like, please, please, you're scaring me. And I had a vision of this. I mean, I was seeing this as I was experiencing it. And I had to go in and calm her down and say, I love you, I'm here, I'm here. And that began the inner child work. That was the deepest inner child work that, you know, I had ever done. I had done it in therapy years ago, but, you know, and I'm not saying it didn't help, because it did. But this was a different level. This was a shamanic level. So I used, you know, east meets west, because I'm not against allopathic medicine. I needed that surgery to remove the cancer. I wasn't I wasn't in a place where I could dissolve that tumor, and I knew that, and that's why I didn't go there. And I'm not saying that can't be done. I have friends who've done it. But I knew in my heart of heart, in my cells of every part of me knew, this is what you have to do. I had to go in, prepare myself for that surgery, which I did. I went in to surgery, and I kid you not, I got out of the hospital the next day. It's unheard of. I was opened up and under for a long time. I should have been in the hospital for a couple of days at least. I prepared myself with sound vibration, with vitamin therapy, with a lot of prayer, with a lot of healing and love from my friends and family. I came out of surgery. I was working with sound immediately. I think the nurses and doctors thought I was completely crazy. I thought for sure I'm probably going to wind up in the psych ward or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but the next day I I spoke to the doctor. I said, I want to go home. And he's like, well, I, I, wait a minute. I, he said, "I." I said, well, please. So I got up and he goes where are you going? I said, I just want to show you what I can do. And I started skipping around. Now, mind you, I had a pretty big scar and stitches in my thigh from where the cancer was. And um, he said to me, you're not in any pain? I said, nope. I feel great. I want to go home. And he said, okay, I'm going to have the physical therapist come up here and take a look at you. If he says it's okay for you to go home, we'll let you go home. So he came up. He talked to me. He's like, wow. He goes, you looking pretty good there. I said, yep, I want to go home. He goes, okay, you can go home. I got out of the hospital, and a friend of mine drove me home, and he, I was staying with friends for the first part of this, this recovery process. And he said, wh- I, I got out of the car, and he goes, where are you going? I said, I'm going to the park. He goes, you're supposed to lie down and put your leg up. I said, oh, please. I went on to walk into the park. Mind you, I have a tube in my leg. I have stitches. I'm supposed to be lying down. I went over to my favorite spot where I used to dance, and I started to dance. I said, I'm never going to let anything stop me from dancing and living life again. And I did not, when I came out of that surgery, something shifted in me. I felt like a totally different person. I know, I can't explain it, but I know that the person I was was gone, and somebody new was emerging a part of me that was waiting to come forth. And I believe that the cancer was the opportunity, the catalyst to help me create that.
0: Mm-hmm. And that old wound, <clears throat> it really was an old wound. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me here. The Hawaiian body mapping, that even showed on your physical body how it correlated to that number 39. So that in itself is fascinating, validation of that wound um, being overcome and transcended once and for all.
2: Yes,
1: absolutely. And I still, of course, you know, the first part of the healing of the recovery, you still don't know for sure, you know, did they get all the Mm -hmm. cancer out? Is there anything floating around in there? You know, I still didn't know, but I had to trust, okay, this is another lesson when we go through a trauma with tragedy. We have to have faith. We have to have trust that a bigger force in this divine universe, the creator, is holding us, is watching over us, is guiding us. But one of the things, I I know this about myself and I admit it, I'm not always very trusting. And why should I? Little Marianne at the age of two had her daddy taken away from her. Then she gets diagnosed with cancer. So why should I trust? I'm not going to trust. I don't trust anybody. This is a very big lesson in trust that even through all of that, I am still standing.
3: Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Faith and trust, and so you know what you felt in your heart of heart back then, and you you held your trust and your faith, and here we are right now today. Yeah. So beautiful. Thank you for sharing that story. So I want to ask you. you developed a technique, vocal alchemy, and so when you were going through this process, you said you used it. What were you doing yes. with that sound and that process of healing and okay. the surgery?
1: Yes. I'm going to slightly back up and tell you how I actually came into it in the first place because that's the biggest piece. Yes. I, as I said, I, the Hawaiian kalele, the dance of the flight – is a very profound dance because it holds the geometry of the infinity symbol. The actual movement of this dance creates a figure eight, which is no beginning, no end. It's infinite. It's manifestation. It's abundance. It's unconditional love. This dance takes you into other dimensions. It clears away imprints of negativity, of of trauma. Now, that doesn't mean you just dance and boom, you're cleared. You have to dance through whatever it is that you have to face, but it helps you do that and it holds you in a place of unconditional love of you know, of the aloha that the Hawaiian people, you know, so lovingly give unconditionally. And the dance I had been studying it almost 2 years I was in class back in New York City with my kumu, my first kumu, my teacher. And after we danced, we come into a circle and do a closing prayer. And she began to tone, vocal tone. And I got immediately chills went up my spine and I started to cry and I opened up my mouth. I never sang a song in my life other than singing to the radio. I had no experience as a singer in any way shape or form and I felt like an angel came out of my voice and I didn't I couldn't hear it myself at first I could feel it that's the thing about me with sound I feel it more than I hear it auditorily so at the end a woman came over to me and she said oh my goodness I didn't know her it was the first time she came to class she said That was the most beautiful toning. It sounded like a choir of angels. I said, I don't know what that was. I've never done that before, and I'm a little not concerned. I was like, what is going on? What is happening to me? Well, the dance opened up my channel to spirit, and what I felt come through me, well, that's just it. See, it didn't just come through me from outside of me. There were codes of light inside of me waiting to be activated, to be birthed forth out of me, Mm. if that makes any sense. It really just was inside waiting to be woken up and, and expressed. And those sounds, I had started to practice tones. I was just toning, straight open tone. I'm going to demonstrate all this because talking about it just does not give it the justice. You have to really listen and feel it. Mm -hmm. I went from these tonal frequencies, which, by the way, are a language. I believe it's a language of the stars. It's a little different than light language, but it is a language. It's a language of the soul. From these straight, open tones, I began making these simultaneous overtone harmonics that I had never even knew anything about. And I heard myself make it, and I thought, what was that? So I was in another class, a different class, and a man came over to me who was a voice teacher, but he teaches more um, shamanic singing, not just traditional voice. He, He had that background, but he studied other types of shamanic, you know, chants and different chants. He said, you know, you're doing overtone harmonics. I said, I don't know what that is. Would somebody please explain it to me? So I began to do a search because now I knew something powerful was happening to me. I began searching, I had been creating and and expressing these beautiful sounds, and so I took a workshop with a well-known person who teaches these overtones, and even though I was already doing them, I wanted to have a better sense, okay, but how am I doing them, and why am I doing them? So I began studying with different teachers, so I started developing These beautiful, you know, ways of working with the voice of how you can tap into, you know, any kind of block that may be keeping you limited, that's keeping you stuck, that's, you know, not allowing you to be your most magnificent, beautiful self. Anything that can help you with the healing process. Years later, I got activated this was right after the cancer by a woman um, who I believe you might have had on your show, Judy Satori.
0: Oh, yes. Beautiful. She's a very good friend
1: of mine. Yeah, Judy's mm-hmm. a good friend of mine. Her her and Jody Sirota of Center New York, she's the founder and owner of MediCenter New York, They have, they had an event one evening, and I was there, and they both began to speak the language of light. And I went into some sort of like a, a, a trance, and I got really scared, and I ran out of the room. <laughs> and I remember saying, oh, my God, I don't know what's happening to me, what's happening to me. And Jody came out, and she goes, you're going to be okay, you're going to be okay. And I went back in, and they were speaking these languages. I got calmed down, and then I started speaking them. And I felt star systems. I kept hearing Pleiades. I kept hearing Sirius. I kept hearing Polaris. I'm like, oh, my God. So. I, before I, I had that experience, I'll go back to what you said about how I use the vocal alchemy. At the time of preparation for having the surgery to get through the cancer, I was using the vocal toning and overtone harmonics with chanting and crystal bowls. Because I'd been working with crystal bowls, singing bowls.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: That was the first piece of it. I practiced and, and, and just really infused found into the tumor before I went into surgery and I felt something happen my hand I put it on the tumor and it was feeling very hot it was getting bigger and bigger it was a progressive tumor and thank god it was only a stage one cancer but it was growing fast that day when I infused the tones and put the crystal bowl on it it got cold
2: there wasn't more,
1: any more energy. So something was definitely happening and I don't have scientific evidence, but I don't need it because I know in my heart that what was happening is that the energy was getting ready to go and it knew it. So going further ahead now, coming back to the language of light, I started adding in the language of light with the tonal frequencies. And kind of, you know, playing around with that and playing around with crystal bowls and metal bowls and other kind of fun instruments that I started to, like, um, you know, add to my collection. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And uh, that's, yeah, I've been using that as a means to uh, help shift consciousness. It's really, I mean, it can be used for anything.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. That is beautiful. Okay, so again... Your life right now and your experience is that trust and that faith that you brought forward you knew yes. what to do, and you did it, so that is really beautiful. Thank you again for sharing that story.
1: Oh you're welcome.
0: so let's talk a little bit about um the the overtone harmonics a little bit, yes it is multidimensional and it is assisting in removing some blocks. So you're going to do some toning for us or, or uh, some vocal alchemy. I know many uh, really want to step into their authentic power and move forward in our mission and our role. So I'll let you share a little bit about that.
1: Okay. Well, I'm going to, add to the sound, there's a very important piece that has to be mentioned here because breath is probably the most important function we have because no breath, no life. Mm -hmm. And in Hawaiian body mapping and the shamanic work that I did, it all has to do with breath and movement. You're breathing. Breath is consciousness. It shifts you out Of the mind and brings you back into your body it doesn't matter what breathing technique you use I don't care if it's you know you know I from the Veda you know Ayurvedic you know you know from yogic breath to shamanic breathing to just simple conscious breathing we in this culture because we're so caught up in the mind and we're so living in our heads and we forget that we have this beautiful body that carries around our magnificent light, our magnificent soul. And in order to raise our frequency and expand our consciousness, we have to embody our light. So we have to bring that beautiful light essence of who we are that we kind of cut off and dis- disassociated from and just kind of disconnected from because we've gotten controlled and programmed by society. And it's not about blaming. It's just this is part of the human ego. And I'm not saying that the ego is bad or that you want to get rid of it. I'm saying how can we still, you know, keep our ego with us because it's part of being human? How can we, like, put the not ego to the side, so to speak, but say, you know what, I got another job for you to do. How about you take it easy and relax and let the heart (laughs) lead the way? And then that way you could kind of follow the heart. Because, you know, we go to the heart, and, of course, that's where the wounding is. So you're like, oh, I don't want to go there because it's too painful. And if I have to feel that pain, I mean, it could just kill me. Well, yeah, the deepest healing, again, that I think I've ever encountered, some of it, is having to go into the heart, face the wound. But you know what I realized? This is the biggest lesson and the biggest piece to this. The resistance is more painful than diving into the wound, only we don't know it because we're so caught up of oh, my God, if I go to that pain, it's just going to kill me. Well, maybe it's going to kill you in a way that's not kill you. Let's say maybe it's going to bring you into a rebirth. It's going to die off the old third-dimensional limitations and open you up to your magical, wonderful, amazing light so that you can embody that and live from that place of embodiment of light so that there's a multidimensional merging of mind, body, soul, spirit, heart. That's so important. I mean, to me, when you can accept every part of you, especially the parts of you that you deny, the parts of you that you avoid, that you run from at any cost, because, again, it's too painful. When you dive into that place, and I'm not saying it's easy, but, oh, my God, it's so possible and it can create magic. It can create just the most incredible experiences in your life. And, yeah, there just this is just the nature of ascension. Whether we like this or not, there will be times of pain but there will be many times of joy and pleasure. But we have to accept all of it. It can't just be the fun, fluffy, good stuff. You got. I had to go back to the wound. If I had not faced my wound and embraced it, I would not be here talking to you right now. I probably would have left the planet. That's just my the feeling of it.
3: Mm -hmm.
0: Okay, we've been talking about this uh, this week on the show, and what you're talking about, diving into the wound, embracing or loving your shadow, it's Mm -hmm. this awareness. It's not like we're hanging out in it or denying it, but it's accepting it, and this awareness of the shadow truly helps you release it. Can you elaborate on this a little bit more?
1: Yes. The breathing, when you can come back into your breathing and just take note, like, how am I breathing? Like, like it's like visiting your inner world. We're so much on the outer side, like outside of the outer world of busy, busy, keep going, keep doing, keep distracted. But if you can turn in and just let's see what's going on inside of me here. like, Like, you know, what's happening inside of me? how about I visit the place that's been in pain, that's hurting, and ask it what it needs? Like, you know, looking at it, maybe take a step back, go in and say, okay, what's happening here? What is it that you need for me to know? What can I do to help you? And when you stop, And you go in and you don't just listen with words through the, again, you know, you're looking for words. How about feel it? Because we're not, again, we have a hard time going into feelings. It's just, again, the pain, the memory of, oh, I have to relive the pain. But, see, I don't think it's about reliving the pain. I think it's going in to the wound and saying, I don't have to relive you, but I want to acknowledge you. Mm. I want you to know that I'm here. Anytime you need me, you just call me. You just say, hey, I need you. I'm here. I'm here for you. I want to be here for you now. I'm sorry I couldn't be available and present for you then, but that's not happening anymore. It did happen. Yes, it was painful, and I'm so sorry that you had to go through that, but I'm right here right now with you and I love you exactly as you are and nothing you do or say will ever make me stop loving you or make me go away I'm in this with you forever I'm here with you now and this is the kind of work I do with people I do this in the mirror sometimes like I look right into my own eyes I recommend this with clients and friends like go take a good look at yourself Look in your beautiful eyes. Look at your beautiful soul that you've been avoiding. And tell your soul how much you love your soul. Tell your body, you know, I love you. I'm right here. I acknowledge you. Thank you for being here. Thank you for taking care of my beautiful soul, for carrying it around. If we don't take care of our human vessel then the soul can't have these experiences. That's why the soul takes a form. Whether it's a tree, you know, it could be an animal, a human, it takes a form so it could have an earthly experience. And if we don't take care of it and acknowledge every part of us, it can have, I feel, the most amazing experience that it came here for. an Ascension is an incredible journey. As painful as it can be, there are so many beautiful gifts and we're here to have that and we're here to help each other. This is about coming home to unity, about sharing, about holding hands and holding hearts and be, you know, being together instead of separated. That's just my feeling. This is what's been happening me to me here in Sedona. Sedona to me is an extractor. It helps you You know, that that vortex, it's like it comes through you to push out what's not serving you so you could actually embrace your beauty, your magnificence. And it shows you, wow, look at this. Look at how incredible you are. But you have forgotten. This is what came through me. I heard it so distinctly. You have forgotten who you are, but now you're remembering. You're a beautiful soul in a beautiful human body. And it's just so amazing that you're here. And the vortexes and that beautiful bell rock, I'm so drawn to it, kept telling me how much I'm loved and how blessed that they feel, that, you know, the energies of that land felt that I showed up to be there to honor. And I think that's another thing. When you honor yourself and honor your process and don't give yourself a hard time, just because, you know, I give that to myself sometimes, like, why can't I get this right already? It's not about that. Just have the journey. Have the experience. It could be painful and challenging one day, but the next day you're in, you know, the most amazing, you know, joyful expression of your soul, and just know that it's going to, you know, go back and forth. It vacillates from... If there's that infinity symbol. You know, some days it's challenging, but then all of a sudden it's magic. If you could learn to harness that and navigate through that and just be with that, you can accept everything. Until we do that, it's hard to have the acceptance, I feel. So it's about accepting everything. That's the biggest piece, I feel, the message that I want to give today. Can you just accept all of you? That's as simple as that. You don't have to listen to any other thing I said, but if you could just say, I accept all of me, I'm going to love myself right where I am now, even if I'm in pain. Whatever it is, I accept you exactly as you are.
0: Beautiful. Really embracing all of it. Acceptance and acknowledgement and gratitude. Yes. Yes, and honoring ourselves and being gentle and, again, not fighting or resisting it. Okay, so... Beautiful. Now, because of the energies in Sedona where you are and there's new ancient sounds that you've not brought forth through your physical incarnation this lifetime, you are going to offer us a crystalline synthesis. And this is actually Ascension Light Codes and Mm -hmm. Sound Alchemy. So that would be beautiful to experience this vibrational sound activation with you.
1: Okay, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to guide us into just a little, like, we're going to do a little prayer together because I always like to honor our guides, our angels, the beings of love and light who, who watch over us to call them in. And then we're going to, I'm going to take us to a place of just getting anchored and spreading our roots out, but opening up our crown to the greater cosmic forces. And once we do that, I'm going to come in with the transmissions and the activations. And all you have to do is breathe in and out. You can breathe in through the nose or breathe, out, you know, in through the nose, out through the mouth, or it could also be breathing in through the mouth and out through the mouth. It's a choice to each individual. There's no wrong or right because the breath is like a dance. And the crystalline synthesis is about bringing all of our parts that we cut off back together, that the truth is we already are whole. We've just forgotten. And it's going to help us remember that, oh, I'm already whole. But I'm going to honor the parts of myself that I cut off, and now I'm going to take them home to my heart. And through the activation, through the breath, you're going to just take it in. There's nothing else you have to do but just breathe, be open, and receive. It's a very divine feminine mother energy. I like to work a lot with the Divine Feminine and the Awakened Masculine. We have both energies in us, whether we're man or woman, does not matter. It's not a gender issue. It's a global connection of Mother, Father, God, Goddess. So everybody, close your eyes. Begin to breathe. Soft and gentle. Don't force it. Just allow the breath. In through the nose, out through the mouth. In through the mouth, out through the mouth. Whatever way feels right for you. And just breathe. And start to send your breath down to the beautiful earth, Mother Gaia. And start to feel your breath connect to the breath of Mother Gaia. And feel your roots from your feet go straight down into the roots of Mother Earth. And begin to expand and spread out. Now you're anchored and connected. And now we're going to bring this beautiful essence up in a beautiful light of golden frequency. Up into the heart opening and expanding the heart and bringing that essence way up, out of the crown, up into the cosmic forces of the beautiful galactic heart and womb of the greater Mother of the universe and the Holy Father and our blessed angels in the company of heaven and all of the beautiful star tribes and our ancestors and allies. And now all you have to do is take this in.
2: Koro ayasha karo okara yatharo vai karai shakataro mashalaya riyakatoro toru kare ala om gara yashala koro unja hayara mooro karo mashakatoro la yarakatoro mashalaya riyakatora Arokumaria maria mashe tako tako teria a asha olorum dai accarum muselaria macatorum ascatarum et saliar catoteria ara un tara un seriat cataturum aria lam aria catoteria sat cariamalorum aria sa aschina coria coriam magdala yarum moria sacelle aria ecpato elohim 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 And breathe.
1: Bringing all of your multidimensional bodies, dimensions coming in, coiling and spiraling and releasing any density, any distortions, anything that you are ready to let go of. We release it now with love into the light, into the light of the Christ, into the light of the divine, into the rose frequency of the divine mother.
2: You are embraced. You are held. You are blessed. Orom Through the gentleness of life, we hold you. Aste ala la morum afayashe ayaya kuturu. Astare layashe ayaya anumya lam urabusha kataro. Aste layashe ayimara koromara meshal ava. You are ready to manifest. You are ready to bring in the most beauty and love and light that you have been waiting
1: for. This is yourself. This is your higher light. Welcome. Bring your beautiful light down into your body, into your human vessel. Your frequency is expanding. Your frequency is raising. Your frequency is infinitely moving. Allow the spin of the
2: fifth dimension and higher to flow through. Just allow. Do nothing but allow. Korum kukuturumara La Asalalo goso to toro mashe shakata 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 shakata. Un aryara Makalaya ya
1: Just deep breath in and exhale, and let out anything that's not serving you. And tap on your heart with your fingertips. You are activating your own unique codes of light. You have your own unique soul signature of light, beautiful, beautiful codes of light. And anytime you wish to access these beautiful codes of light, All you have to do is tap on your heart. Tap on your heart and connect to Gaia, to the Mother Earth. Give her lots of love, lots of gratitude, and then bring that frequency up to the Cosmic Mother Father God and just be grateful. Just honor yourself, honor you for the beautiful, powerful process that you've been undergoing, that you chose to be here to make a greater difference in the world and that there is nobody else in this entire universe like you because you are the peace that makes up the greater whole and that greater whole is the love that flows through every particle of this universe that is this divine universe. In the name of the Mother, Father, God, we thank you.
2: We are blessed. We are graced. Oromaro kariyashal akotoro marayaya karabiyasha katarka tarka 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 sheta da. Akoromaro maya kada. Amen. 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 Blessed is. Take three deep breaths in and out.
1: And let yourself continue to take this in. It's continuing to work. It doesn't stop here. Make sure you drink lots of water. Go out for a walk in nature. Hug a tree. Thank yourself for being who you are and showing up, not even on this call only, but showing up in this life because you truly make the difference. You are loved. You are blessed. And so it is.
0: And so it is. That was a beautiful, It's. I want to use the word attunement. It was as if we were yes. tuning to those yes. higher frequencies with your toning. And really, yes. as you said, it's the embodiment of these higher frequencies right here, yes. right now. They're flowing through us. Well, that is beautiful.
1: And mm, to know thank that you so these, much.
0: Oh, you're welcome. Well, to know that these light codes are unique to each of us, we each carry them, and we can tap our heart and activate them, connecting to Gaia and the great Mother Father Cosmos. Yes.
1: So beautiful. And I, just want, I just want to thank you, Lauren, because you are doing such a beautiful service to the entire world and universe by having this wonderful show and doing what you do. And I just want you to know how grateful I am to you. I really, I can't even find words. I I really feel that you are creating a platform for those of us to share our Our knowledge and our wisdom and uh, that's a pretty big thing to do so I really want to thank you for this and for having me on your show I'm very blessed and so grateful to you
0: oh well thank you for those kind comments I'm grateful to you and I'm grateful to everyone listening as we say so frequently it is all hands on deck for ascension and everyone listening to this show is playing their role. And so I know that some, and I hope that Marie who sent in a question earlier is definitely feeling better after this activation,
2: but there are some who
0: feel, yeah, well, there are some who feel uh, like they don't belong to the planet or they don't wanna be here (laughs) on the planet. But I know after this activation We do know our role. We did step in line, raise our hand to incarnate here now. Can you share to uh, give some peace to Marie here?
1: Yes. It's interesting that you're bringing them up because I'm one of the people that many times heard myself say over the years, I don't know what I'm doing here. Why do I bother to stay? What's the point? It's too painful. And, you know, why did I choose this? Well, You know, as I said earlier, you know, this process of ascension is a powerful process and it's not always easy, but I do believe in my heart of hearts, as you said, we chose to be here to make a great difference by being on this journey. And on the days where you're just feeling so out of sorts and you just feel like, you know, it's too painful, I can't do this, that's the time when you have to surrender i've done this when it gets so painful and believe me I, after enduring what i've endured and i'm not the only one there are many people going through these journeys it's not just me it's to say to the divine i'm really having a hard time here i don't know what to do can you please help me Can you please show me? Can I just surrender this over to you for the moment? I'm not trying to get out of taking this journey, but in this moment, I just can't take it. It's too uncomfortable. It's too painful. That is the most important time to surrender it over to God or whatever you call the creator to be. It doesn't mean you're avoiding or not taking responsibility for whatever it is that you have to face on your path. It's just giving yourself a little break because sometimes we're way too Hard on ourselves, we we really give ourselves a rough time when we don't need to. And if you can turn it over to the divine and say, you know what, I'm just going to take a little break today because I just it's too painful, it's just too much for me to take on. And when I'm ready, and you know, I'll I'll take it up again, and you'll guide me and you'll show me because I know you love me. You know, I'm your I'm your child of the universe here. You're not going to fail me. You're not going to let me you know, fall apart here. And even if I do fall apart, you're going to help me pick it back up and and move forward because this is what's happened to me. I have struggled, not just with going through the loss of my father and, and cancer, but I've struggled back and forth with severe panic attacks and fibromyalgia and depression beyond anything. And in those moments of being bedridden for months at a time, I had to surrender. A big piece of ascension is learning to surrender and that it's okay and to not feel badly about the fact that you want to say I need a break here, can you please help me? I'm going to just let this go for a moment. We really need to allow ourselves to do that. It's really, you know, we're we're in a culture that says, "Oh, you're being irresponsible. You know, get going, keep going, just move forward now. You have to forget about that." In my experience, It's not about trying to, um, you know, forget what happened. You can't ever forget pain and trauma and suffering and just say, okay, I'm over this now. You have to learn to take it by the hand and say, I'm right here with you and we're just going to keep going forward. And on the days I feel, you know, this intensity, I'm going to turn to the divine and I'm going to say, I need your help please help me, help me with the struggle, help me with the pain, help me with why don't I want to be on the planet, why do I feel like I don't want to be here. That's just the fear in you that is, you know, it's the ego who thinks it's going to die and is trying to hang on. And I'm saying, well, it's not so much about the ego having to die because that's not going to happen, it's part of who we are, but saying the trauma's over. The pain is over. Yes, the memory may still be there. I'm going to honor you. I'm going to love you like I've never loved you before. I'm going to give myself space here, and I'm going to let the divine come in and help me. Because if we don't ask for help, it's not going to come knocking on our door and say, Hey, Marianne, I know you're having a hard time. Here I am. It doesn't work that way. We have to say, I need your help. There is something so humbling And so beautiful in being vulnerable. We don't let ourselves be vulnerable. Like, let yourself have a good cry. Let yourself have a temper tantrum. Uh, You know, let yourself feel everything. Why not? Your soul didn't come here for some, you know, okay, I'm just going to hang out and watch everything. No, no. I want to feel everything. I want to feel the crazy me, the beautiful me, you know, the part of me that feels like I'm going to die. I want to know all of me. I want to feel everything because feeling, you know what feeling does, what it's done for me, and I know I'm going to get a nod of agreement with this because I always do. Feeling helps me know I'm alive and I'm meant to live with love and light and the pain, and the suffering in harmony, in balance. When you can take all of that and just make that who you are and say, this is okay to be this way. This is what human soul ascension experience is. You feel, you experience, you keep feeling, you keep experiencing. It's a journey.
0: Honor that journey. Honor yes. it. Yes. Yes. Okay, well, you offer sessions for people all around the world where this is a light language session, vocal alchemy session, and that is part of your special offer. So share a little bit about that because we've got a few people with their hands raised with some questions for you. But share with us about what goes on in that 75-minute personal session with you.
1: Okay. The personal session that I'm offering um, in uh, the crystalline synthesis is to help you, you know, coming back into that place of wholeness. And I use a variety of different modalities based on whatever is needed for you. Each session is very unique to the individual. So I used, you know, different modalities based on, you know, womb alchemy and sound alchemy, and I even sometimes work with oracle cards just to people have specific questions and my own intuitive guidance, and the helping of tapping you in to your own frequency of healing, because every, I'm not the one doing the healing. I do give some information, because sometimes we're in a place where we can't access the information. So what I do is I help create a space for you to help you access it. And if you're not able to access it in that moment, I give some guidance. But that guidance then helps you to access it because you have wisdom. Every person has their own unique wisdom. But sometimes we do need a little help because we are going through a challenge. So in the session, it's a 75-minute session that originally is $200, but we have a special Um, for Quantum Conversations a 30% off for $140 which is I think a pretty good deal and um, I really do want to help people I'm not here to heal you, I'm not here to tell you how to take your journey but I am here to help In any way that I can for you to find your own guidance and your own innate intelligent healing because it's inside of you your own codes you know we we have to get help sometimes again being vulnerable and saying you know what I need help here that is so powerful if you can just admit that yes sometimes I do need help and that's a good thing so that's what I do that's how I help people
0: yes beautiful Okay, well, let's go to our phone line and take a few callers this evening. Let's go to, I believe it's Marla in Millbury, Massachusetts. Hi, you're unmuted.
1: Hi, Marla.
0: No Marla at the moment. I'll leave her mic open. Let's go to Burns Lake, B.C.
1: Wait a minute. No, I'm here. Okay. Oh, okay. Hi, Marla. hi, Marla. <laughs> hi, goddess. I, I was like nodding out.
0: <laughs> so, oh, anyway,
1: thank you for taking my call. Yes, you're welcome.
0: Uh, so, do you have a question for Marianne?
3: Uh, yes, Lauren. Um, I'm just wondering um, what frequency of vibration you can use for
1: pain, body pain, a problem with my shoulder. Okay. When you ask about frequency, um, you're asking me what I would do to help a person. Well, I mean, we each have our own unique vibration. My suggestion, and this is just what I'm feeling coming from you, is that the pain that's going on in your body is there because it's trying to get your attention, and it really wants to be loved? Do you take on a lot of energy? Do you take on a lot because it feels like that's what that's what I'm picking up?
3: Uh, yes, I do.
1: Yeah. Well, it's about <clears throat> learning to let go and surrender and receive. You have to come into the beautiful receptive flow of the feminine, of the Divine Mother. What shoulder is giving you the pain, the right or the left side? The left. That's your feminine side. So this is definitely, that's what I was feeling. You have to allow yourself to receive and call in the Divine Mother and bring your attention to the area of pain because this pain is much deeper than the physical pain. The physical pain is just the manifestation of what's underneath that in the emotional, mental pain and pattern. So this is something that I would recommend. Um, if you can start to work with your own voice or, you know, somehow send frequency whether it's of love, light, or sound, because they're not separate. It's really whichever way you choose. Send it Mm -hmm. and direct it into that particular area. Then ask that pain. Go inside and say, you know, your body's clearly telling you there's pain. So say, what is this? What are you trying to teach me here? What's the message? What's the lesson? What is it that I need to know to help you heal? Because I feel like you're about ready to come into a big growth. You know, there's something in you that wants to really come into growth. But you're stopping it because of the pain. The pain is keeping you in a place. There's a little, not a little, there's quite a bit of fear there that if I step into my power, what's going to happen to me? Mm. Well, beautiful things are going to happen for you. Because you're, you know, you're here It's your birthright to have a beautiful, joyful life, even in the midst of pain and struggle. Give love (laughs) to that shoulder. Tell that pain, I'm here for you. I love you. What can I do to help you? Call in your angels. Call in your guides. You have beautiful guides around you. I see beautiful angels and earth spirits. Lots of them. Yes, I will do. I'll try playing the flute, too. I've been playing. Oh my goodness. I love it. Yes. Do you play flute? Is that what you, is that the instrument you play? Mm -hmm. Oh my goodness. See, that's why I felt the growth. I really feel that for you so strongly. My goodness. Flute is so beautiful. The flowing energy of the flute, that air element, the breath. There you go again. There's the breath. I would do some nice breathing and send your breath right into the shoulder. Send, uh, direct the breath with love right into your shoulder and see what happens for you. Okay. Okay. And I'll go in and access. I know how to do that. Um, Great. it's always nice to have guidance. (laughs) Yeah. So, oh, thank you so much
3: for that. I so appreciate it. Oh, Marla,
1: you're so welcome. And thank you for coming on and and talking about this. I appreciate you. Oh, I love this show. Thank you very much. Uh, Oh, you're welcome.
0: Thanks, Marla. Beautiful.
1: Mm. Okay.
0: Well, we know that the voice is one of the best healing instruments in the world. So yes. uh-huh. Now there are some who are learning uh light language, speaking it mm-hmm. spontaneously. And Mayumi shares that this was a beautiful experience with the light language today. She says oh. uh, usually she experiences doubt with light language, but this time she just melted in and felt at home. And she oh. says that she works with the sound and dolphins and languages come out, but she still has doubt because she can't understand the meaning of the language. Do you oh. know, um, she, know it's, she knows it's energy, but do you have some advice on how she could use it for service?
1: Yes, this is a great question because this is a very important piece to light language and to sound. One of the biggest problems I find, and we all do it, people want to know, well, what does the light language mean? This is your mind, again, trying to figure out. In my own personal experience, and I'm not saying that everybody has to do this, rather than try to understand it with the mind because that's the ego getting in the way, Say to the ego, it's okay, relax, feel it with your heart, because I feel that light language, in my own journey with it, it's, you know, my experience, that it is a language of the soul, of the heart, to be felt. It came in, in for me, in a very feminine way. And then, of course, I bring in the masculine aspect of it, because there's a balance, But if you can first take it in, at least first, take it in through the feeling state and let that permeate and then see if there's any messages there. If you maybe get a journal out and start to write, don't think about what you're going to write. Just let the pen glide onto the paper. You'd be surprised at the messages that can come out. But if you can first take it in with the feeling feminine energy, and let that permeate and settle. And then see, get a journal out and write and see what comes out for you. Everyone's journey and experience is unique.
3: Mm-hmm. The
0: connection through the heart is the pathway. Beautiful. Yes.
1: beautiful. Beautifully mm-hmm. said. Thank you, Lauren.
0: Okay. Well, let's go to a few more callers while we still have some time. We're going to go to Auburn, New York area code 315 hi you're unmuted what's your name please hi it's michelle hi michelle
1: hi michelle oh, hi thank you you're welcome it's oh, so nice
3: um i was wondering if you could help me un unblock i feel like i just have blockages and um the weight on in the in my middle won't come off it's like like a protection shield or something and I'm trying to let it go but it just Mm -hmm. just doesn't want to
1: okay do you know what I mean I do understand this is this is common this feels like past lifetime energies and this is also about allowing yourself to be vulnerable allowing yourself to be powerful is what i'm hearing the blockages also i feel there's this something going on with the neural pathways of the brain it's it's trauma um that is kind of wow it kind of ebbs and flows in and out i feel I feel that you have to get very grounded there's a part of you that's not really grounded to the earth and that's okay because this is part of the ascension it's not so easy to ground but what we did earlier when I was guiding us through if you can like a lot of times with grounding techniques we just go straight down into the earth I'm saying spread it out like roots because once you ground down and spread the energy You're going to feel more in your body. There's a part of you I feel that is having a hard time being in your body, and that's not unusual and it's not a bad thing. There's nothing wrong with you. Body love is what I'm hearing. You need to love, if you can love your body and just tell your body, I'm here, I I love you, I appreciate you, I'm here to listen, whatever it is you need for me to know. And the blockages are going to start to melt away because it feels like the block is like an iceberg. Do you allow yourself to cry? Do you allow yourself to feel the emotion? Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, you, you have to see that it's like an iceberg. When you cry, see that as the tears are the iceberg, the blockage melting and dissolving. And if you could go through that process, and let that just kind of melt away, the blockages will have to release. when you, Again, going back into that part of ourselves where we have to accept the parts that we deny. That's a key piece here.
3: Right. All right. All right. Thank That's you. That's a key
1: piece. You're very welcome. I hope I was helpful to you. You were. Thank you. You're very welcome. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Michelle. Thanks, Michelle. Okay. All right. One more caller. Let's go to Burns Lake, B.C., area code 250. Hello.
1: Hello. Hi. Can you hear me? Yes, we can. What's your name, please? Hi, this is Marianne. Marianne. Hi, Marianne. Marianne, I Marianne. I like like your name.
3: (laughs) Me, too. I like yours, too. Um, Thank you. I'm just wondering for myself. I was, when you were saying that it's okay to ask for help, that's what I'm doing. I'm asking for help. And because I haven't been working for, well, four years, and haven't been in a relationship for the same amount of time as well. So I I would like to move forward in my life and um working and and loving a partner.
1: Okay, what I feel is happening is you're going through a big clearing process and in order for your new work and your new partner to come in, you're emptying out. And that is completely normal. That makes total sense. You are emptying out a lot of old frequencies that you've been carrying around and they're clearing out to create space for the new and I would say allow continue to allow this process but in this process start to see and feel as if you're already in your new job and honor yourself for before that honor yourself for where you are right now and how incredible it's been for you to get where you are because you're that strong of a warrior and you're amazing and then within that start to see and feel what kind of work do I want what really fills me up and thrills me and makes me feel good and how can I best serve start to see what that is for you and then start to see as though you're already in your relationship with your beloved like what I do Because I'm not in a relationship right now either. I don't want to wait until I am. I say every night, I I, I, I haven't seen you physically, but I know who you are in my heart and soul, and I love you now. And that's really powerful. And the same thing with your job. I may not be working at this yet, but I really love what I'm here to create because I'm that powerful So don't wait to have your lover and your beloved, you know, your beloved and your, your job. Be in the frequency of, okay, I'm, I'm here now and I love you now and I love my job now and see what unfolds for you because it's also a timing thing. There is the law Mm -hmm. of attraction, but there's the law of divine timing. And I think that's a very important piece in manifesting.
3: Yeah. I feel like I'm I'm pretty close to emptying out all the residue from what's happened to me and um Mhm. Mhm. and getting clear.
1: That's wonderful. And keep honoring yourself. You're doing an amazing job. I feel like you're on a very strong path. You have a lot to offer in the world. Yes. Really, you have a really a lot of beautiful things to offer here. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you, Marianne.
0: Yeah. Thanks, Marianne. Beautiful. Okay, it's a beautiful reminder to be so gentle on ourselves, to embody these higher frequencies, to accept and embrace our shadow. We are here to live our purpose. And actually, you said it today that it is assisting, you are assisting humanity to return to love, and the energies that are very ancient that you are picking up on and downloading in Sedona are assisting humanity to return to love. This is when we bring heaven to earth. Yes.
1: Yes. Through us, through our physical human vessel, we are the bridge to bring heaven and earth into unity. Absolutely.
0: Beautiful. Well, as we say goodbye today, I do just want to share another beautiful story of synchronicity in your life. We were chatting about uh, the years ahead of 2012, um, and it came at different times for different people. Yours happened in Mm -hmm. 2005. A big shift for me was in 2010 and 2005. That was another personal shift. Mm-hmm. So many people felt uh, 9-11 was a big awakener too. And here it yeah. is where you were guided. You lived in New York. You were from New York but you were not in New York at that time. So share a little bit about that and where you were and how that too was you following your inner guidance to be where you needed to be.
1: Yeah, that was a pretty profound time because um, I was living in the Bay Area and I got led to come out, you know, go out to the West, uh, West Coast in 99. And it was a little bit before that, after my first initial, like what I called the pre-ascension in 1987... Right around 1999, something started happening to me, and I couldn't, again, I wasn't able to put a finger on it. Like, what is this? What's going on with me? And then when 9-11 happened, I felt like, like something got stirred up in me. It was almost like a combination of an earthquake and a tsunami. It was very devastating for me being a New Yorker away from home in a place that I was just getting settled into after having left New York. But being such a highly, highly sensitive empath, I feel that spirit guided me out of there to help me stay, you know, grounded because if I had been in New York at the time, I think it could have really affected me in a way that who knows what could have happened to me. So being on the West Coast... It gave me a sense of not being in the energy, even though it doesn't matter where something happens in the world. We all get greatly affected by it. We have our hearts open, and we feel it. Mm -hmm. And it was painful, and I had gone home to visit during the holidays, and when I went down to ground zero, my heart just, it broke. I, I just felt myself shatter, and again, that was another piece. Um, of having to shake up the old wound. It was the catalyst. Whenever we have a devastation, a catastrophe, whatever it is, it's happening globally, but it's happening individually to each of us so that we can wake up, shake up whatever's going on inside of us because in the fifth dimension and higher where we're heading, We more, I feel we morph in and out of dimensions. We're never in one all the time. We come in and out. And to try to go back to something that no longer exists, I don't know how to explain this because I've been talking to so many people about this. But, you know, I feel like we're in third dimension but we're not in third dimension because when you try to step back in, it's not what it used to be because we're not who we used to be because we're changing. That's what ascension does. We are changing and if you try to go back to something and that's what happened to me i was trying to step back onto a platform that no longer existed in the same way so when i couldn't get a footing i began to you know become unstable which is exactly what i needed i needed to, it's that tower card in the tarot You know, shattering down, burning down all the old. And Sedona, I have to tell you, the incredible frequencies here of fire and earth, and particularly for me, those are the two elements I feel, and that's the masculine and feminine, is to help you burn away anything and everything that you can't take into the higher dimensions. It is a gift. I know that the trauma and the tragedy can be devastating. You say, why do I have to go through this? Well, it is a gift. We are clearing away what no longer serves us to create a space to welcome in all the beautiful, magnificent gifts that the universe wants us to have. But we have to be willing to open up, let go of the old, and welcome in the unknown and that can be frightening and scary sometimes but oh my goodness the magic and wonderful amazing energy how could we not want to receive that give yourself the chance to receive if you could just say every day I am open to receive all the blessings that the universe wishes to bestow upon me and I accept it now with the deepest gratitude because we have to have gratitude
0: very important beautiful well we are open to receive the blessings of the universe with gratitude Marianne Savino thank you thank you thank you for this quantum conversation
1: oh bless you thank you Lauren thank you so much everyone who was on the call and who will be listening in later Uh, I'm in deep gratitude to everyone thank you so much
0: well, thank you too for your beautiful work and for being in Sedona, receiving those beautiful energies, connecting with them, and giving us a beautiful activation of Ascension Light Codes. Namaste. Oh, my pleasure.
2: Namaste.
1: Blessings.
0: Blessings. Well, now is the time when we get to integrate the energy that we heard about and witnessed today. So we are going to dance our way to the cosmic heart. And this one is somewhat of a hypnotic trance. So have fun. This is called Love is Free.